Head on over to cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com. Use code DVR20 today. Let's do this, baby. Welcome back to Daily DVR. My name is Axel. Andy is here with me today. We're going to do a little TV catch-up, talk about The Boys, Obi-Wan, Stranger Things, Barry, The Staircase, some other things. Some things will have spoilers. We'll give, a, we'll give you a little warning if so, but we're going to try to talk more in general. So if you're only halfway through, we know there's like 50 billion TV shows on right now. Um, don't forget, you can check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Send us an email at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. Become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Hello, Andy. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We've been chatting for like an hour. We've been talking about a whole bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with <laughs> exploding penises or anything that the, we'll talk about when we talk about the boys. <laughs> or octopuses or, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, that's good, man. Yeah, I'm doing great, too. Having a Having a nice day here in Oregon. The weather is cool and... Just been watching a lot of TV, been catching up on Breaking Bad. I know some people may have uh, on the Patreon I put up, I did a season one recap. I already recorded a season two recap. I'll put those on the Better Call Saul feed over the next couple of weeks or so leading into the premiere. But that has been a real trip for me. What have you been up to, buddy? Well, I actually just listened to that episode while I was doing the dishes before we got on. So nice. Okay. The, I, I've been doing – this is like the last week I have without the kids home from daycare and from school. So I have just been getting getting the house ready for the summertime and doing outside stuff like mowing lawn. I have a lot of lawn I'm responsible to mow in the area. So a lot of lawn mowing and listening to podcasts and also trying to catch up on – TV shows and figuring out what to catch up on because you're right. It is just an onslaught and it's not any going to end anytime soon. So that is the truth, man. There is so much TV and so much of it is so good too. You know, it, it just, it makes you think about times where you'd have to watch like the first season of manifest uh, <laughs> well, is, I, I never had a time where I had to watch the first season of Manifest, so I did. I think I watched the whole. I ended yeah, up just I, keeping those shows on. I don't know why, but now there's good stuff to watch. I, I sniffed that one out early, so yeah. that's been renewed. It's going to have another season. Man, I don't know. I know tons of people that love it, I so know, I don't. I know. I'll probably. I should I go know. back and watch it, man. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Well, like I was thinking when we were looking at stuff we wanted to talk about today and just in the last like two or three weeks there's like five or six shows that i would be considering for a top 10 list already and we're not even halfway through the year 
Yes. And it's, it's just like, uh, how, because there's so much good TV. It's insane right now. That is so true. I, I keep on in particular, what I keep on thinking about is, um, uh, we own this city, Wayne Jenkins, people forgetting that, that definite, what's that dude's name again? Why I'm, I'm freaking forgetting his name. I am not sure because I still have. That's when I still haven't started yet. (laughs) (laughs) See, there's there's so much shit. Well, I can't even remember. And like uh, the other thing that's slowing me down, I guess I should also say that I have been doing is since we're starting Westworld in a couple weeks, I've been working through Westworld, rewatching Westworld for the first time, really, since the last season went off the air a couple of years ago. So I'm about halfway through season three right now. But by doing that, too, it also that was actually something I was going to ask you about. And you even talked about it a little bit in your breaking bad podcast is how much stuff are you rewatching before you starting new shows? Yeah, that is a because great like question. When, when stranger things came back here, I had to watch, I only watched the last episode of season three, but I had to watch something because, and like with the boys, I watched the last episode of the boys from last season. Cause I'm like, I can't remember what happened anymore. in a lot of the stuff I needed a little bit of a refresher. I know some people have been asking that on the Facebook page. She was like, do you need to rewatch the season before? And do you need a, how much of that are you doing? Well, that's John Bernthal. I got it. I just came back. Oh, John Bernthal. I yes. I just, I am loving everything that's on TV right now, but I have to say, I really hope that when it comes time for not even maybe awards, Emmys, or just consideration for bigger roles, Bernthal man with this role, I think he's cementing himself as like a list you got to get this guy. He can definitely headline anything. And I want to see him in like a true detective type thing. I want to see him really more roles that just highlight him and let him act. Just chew up the scenery because he is so amazing and we own this city. But to answer your question, Andy, I have... We were going to talk about the Orville today, but we can't talk about it because I didn't even watch the first episode of the new season because I watched half of the last season (laughs) in preparation. And I was watching. um, I also the same thing for the boys. I ended up watching like four or five episodes because I would start one episode. I would get like 10. Like, I think I started on the third to last episode of last season. Right. I said, okay, yep. this, I'll watch three episodes. That'll be enough. Yep. And then I got like 10 minutes into it and I was like, oh, wait a second. There's that other thing that I want to, re- oh, wait, I, I should know about that. And I went and watched. So, <laughs> I mean, for now, my thing is I watch at least the last one or two episodes of the season before. Um, yep. If, if we're going to cover it or talk about it, or I want to think about talking about it. I'll just rewatch the whole season. Stranger things. I rewatched the whole season. Yeah. Um, And it was so fast and fun, but for like Barry, I ended up rewatching like the last two episodes. That's the same thing I did. And you know, speaking of the Orville, I started the new season when it came out last week, whatever it was, I watched the first five minutes and I'm like, I don't remember what in the hell is happening. It, it's it's not like it's like you. I was I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't remember any of this. So I literally had to stop and go back and watch some of the last season because I I was completely and it wasn't that long ago when I watched that one. 
I mean, that, yeah. that was one I didn't watch and it was on. So I watched it, I think last year. So it hasn't been that long, but yeah, it's, that's kind of what I've found out is a lot of, unless like say with Westworld where we're going to podcast, I've been going way deep into that, but otherwise it's, it's hard to, I mean, and a few times I've actually went on Wikipedia and looked at, looked at the recaps of the seasons to try and refresh me. Cause it's like, I'm running out of time if I want to keep up on everything it, that it, I want to keep up on. It is. It, it's a, it's, it's kind of a commitment, but it's also a commitment to not sitting there and having that feeling of like, what the, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, should I go? And then you look it up and you get spoiled or you, then you're, then you say, well, that's yeah. You know, or you look it up and you're like, Oh, it would have been nice to watch another episode of that and really understand what's happening. If I'm going to invest my time and watching it and enjoy this story. Yeah, the, the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia looking up stuff. I, I'm very selective about which shows I would do that for. Because, like, I mean, like something like Westworld, I'm obviously not going to do that for that. But something like, well, I think I maybe did do that with the Orville because I do love the Orville. But to me, that's a show that's more episodic and the continuing storyline isn't quite as important. Right. But so you get I didn't the feel... feel for the characters, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely true. Yeah. You know, you get the feel for their development and and also there is something to be said just for getting that feeling of being back in that world again you know yep. and kind of understanding the rules kind of the the physics of that universe as yep. it may be even with some of these superhero shows but especially those have become very confusing to me <laughs> um you have the boys the umbrella academy the Doom Patrol, the freaking Marvel people, the yep. Peacemaker people, the there's so many. And it, it it's I know I respect and love superhero stuff. I grew up on comics. Batman was always my favorite, but I read every single weird comic and I went to comic shows at the weird Hilton hotel or was it Hilton? What was a holiday Inn or something near my house? Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I used to do that, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you get there so early you could steal some of the free breakfast and go into the comic show. <laughs> I remember doing that. I did it all the time, man. I, I love comics, but it is confusing. It would be, it's the same thing. I, the, where if, if there were 15 sci-fi shows about, you know, androids living on Kepler four B or whatever, <laughs> I would get confused. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, so it is good to go back and, and watch things, but it pays off because then you're not sitting there feeling kind of like confused. But sometimes I will say, for my Breaking Bad rewatch, I originally watched Breaking Bad. Um, I think it was the th after the third season. Like I, I actually I started watching. I remembered now that I'm talking about it, the more I talk, first I'm like I didn't watch it the third. And like wait no I did watch it. I remember I did watch Breaking Bad the first season, but I think it didn't stick. Yep. Or I was waiting or I didn't have AMC or I was waiting for it to come or so I can't remember why uh, to binge it or something when it would be on like DVD at that point, I guess. Well, and I think I think when if I remember right, when it got really, really popular is right around the same time that uh, Netflix streaming really took off and they wow. sold it to streaming yes. because yep. I think I remember Vince Gilligan even saying one time and another guy. Um, 
Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek also did said the same thing or, or Eugene Levy on their, in their Emmys awards speeches is like, thank you to Netflix because that's what happened is yeah. when enough seasons got built up and then everybody just binged through them all. Cause that's what, cause I, I think that's when I finally got started on breaking bad was I, I want to say after season two, maybe before season three. And then I like say I binged all of it at once because the first season's only like six episodes, isn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, six or seven episodes. Yep. It, it, yeah. It's similar to like the, and, and in many ways, and I said it when I, you'll hear it on the, the part two one I did in many ways, it's a lot like um, parks and rec and everything where it really doesn't mm-hmm. become itself until yeah. the second season, the world really expands, but yep. not like it, but it's still just the same quality though. Like, I yeah. mean, it's great. But learning, but new things for things that I like kind of remembering some stuff, but not remembering everything is also kind of a fun feeling when you're watching a show and you're like, oh, wait, I didn't remember that happened. This is cool. Or you're like, where are they going to go from here? You know, I've had that happen about 10 or 20 times (laughs) rewatching Westworld. There is so much, especially the first season, there was so much stuff I completely forgot about that had happened. I'm like, whoa, this is, I I mean, it's obviously not as mind blowing the first as the first time, but it definitely is, especially if you haven't watched something in a long time, it's definitely rewarding on really good shows to go back. Yes. Hey, Westworld is great. And we, you and me and Justin will be talking about Westworld um, hopefully next week. When people have, when you and I think Justin too have completed rewatching, and we're going to do a kind of a preview for the next season, but also talking about what happened in season three. And man, I'll tell you what, that I suggest to anyone who really loves Westworld to rewatch season three because I found it to be way more enjoyable watching it straight through. Um, I really think even though we cover Westworld week to week, I kind of feel like that show really does benefit from binging because you have to kind of stay in it to understand what the fuck is happening. And even in season three, um, like you're saying about season one, I found season three to be surprisingly deeper in things like, Oh, okay. Wait a second. We were right about this the whole season. Like, okay, yeah, I remember this. Like, especially some of this, like, who Bernard has the key. I'll say it now. Spoiler alert for season three. That was very obvious through the season. They mentioned it a couple of times, but for the fan base, it became this big kind of like chasing the clue. But they yep. were very obvious about it. It was not ever a mystery. And I, I think we like oh, made it into yeah. one because we wanted to. <laughs> well, and yeah, that's having that extra time in between episodes. I think, yeah. and I think part of the, like a lot of it was a big surprise when it got renewed for season four, because it wasn't really that, that not that many people watch it compared to game of Thrones or shows like that. But I think HBO knows that this is going to be a show that people are going to binge the hell out of yeah. for years and years and years. And people are going to really love it. So I, I, that's, I'm hoping we can talk more about that when we do Westworld, but Yep. Well, hey, you know what? We should say one thing. I mentioned it in passing already, but R.I.P. Raised by Wolves come back to us. Uh, sad that that was that was a real, real sad thing. I was like, Perry was like, what happened? 
I was like, they freaking canceled Raised by Wolves. I was very I, sad. That has to be a product of that merger. I, I'm yeah. shocked that they canceled, especially the way they ended season two. Oh, my I mean, God. that's not exactly a an ending spot. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. And I really hope we talked a bit about it uh, that Apple TV would be a perfect home for Raised oh. by Wolves. It's, yep. you know, Premiere, Ridley Scott. You know what I mean? It has the look. It would go perfect with Foundation. Um, I mean, it's just, I think it has to end up somewhere because yeah. that is truly one of the most unique and visionary TV shows since maybe even Twin Peaks. It's so weird. Yeah, it's, I, it is, it's bizarre. It's not, I mean, it's way the hell. And it's one of those shows that I still don't know how much I like it. I can't tell. I th- there's times where I think this is amazing. Other times I'm like, I don't know if I like this. And then I like it. I'd, I and I will never stop watching the show. I mean, uh, if it gets picked up, I will obviously keep watching it. But yeah, it's so damn unique. It's yeah, it's a. a I'm still surprised it got canceled. Yes, I think unfortunately, uh, what's his name, David Zasloff, who heads Discovery and just a different kind of vision. And I do worry that. I mean, look at HBO, man. When you look at the shows that are on HBO, and we talk a lot about whether it's We Own This City or, say, Raised by Wolves or a Barry, or they're, they're popular shows, you know? But look at all the other shows that they have that deal with so many diverse, interesting, strange, different mm-hmm. worlds and people and lifestyles and cultures. HBO really is a fantastic create. It's not TV, you know, and it, it really lives up to that label. When you, when you go deep into the, I mean, I just, sometimes I start listing the shows and looking at what they really have to offer. And it's maybe I don't watch a lot of this stuff, but I appreciate that they have the artistic fervor to greenlight this stuff. And, yeah, I, I'm, and I worry that's coming to an end. I really the thing worry. That, the thing that worries me a little bit is I know I've mentioned this before on, on the podcast, I think, is that I, I read that history of HBO book over the winter time, and the periods of biggest strength seem to coincide when the, the head of HBO has a little bit even if he's not a creative, he wants to be a creative or she or yeah, whoever. I mean, yeah. I think it's always been he's and the, and when they get a guy that's in there, that's a more of a, an accountant type. It's, it's been, it's coincided when, when they've struggled a little bit more and haven't been as, as good as they can be, you know, they have up and down, up and down periods. And I, for everything I've heard about this discovery guy is he's much more of the accountant. Let's make Definitely money kind of guy. Is. Yep. And that's, that has me worried a little bit. So, well, let me tell you something, man. I am a fan of the networks that he developed and came from, and they are Discovery, TLC, um, <laughs> you know, HGTV, all those kind of shows. And if there's a thing that Lifetime, those show, those networks are they when they have an ip or they have an i intellectual property an idea yeah. 
that they can slam down your throat, oh man, they're going to do it. If you're alone and afraid and naked and afraid, you're naked and afraid couples. You're naked and afraid family. You're naked and afraid winter. You're naked and afraid the beach. Do you know what I'm saying? So. the other, yeah, they they uh they mine that well yes. until or they mine it till it's gone. And it's not diverse, and it's not you know a lot of it is not super. I like I like a lot of the shows, and I'll watch the original show. But then after if it becomes popular, it becomes so diluted. They don't invest in something that's, that's good. They dilute it. And what kind of what scares me a little bit is because I like I I don't watch nearly as many of those shows as you do, but I know that there's shows that are high quality shows and good shows on those, but they're not exactly something that it's that some super creative mind is going to have to think of. Yeah. I mean, like it's kind of thing where I could be like, okay, we're going to have a show about somebody that goes and farms. That's the kind of show that you would see on something like that, or follow a bunch of fishermen around, or something. like I mean, that's not exactly like. Not saying that, that that wouldn't make a great show. I'd, well, I'm already like, when can I watch it? <laughs> yeah, but what I mean is, it's not it's not like thinking about thinking a, a show about a hitman who wants to be an actor. Yes, it's I mean, not, yes, it's very, it's yeah, it it, it is, it's more homogeneous, right? It's yeah. it's it's um, popular over genre or niche, and you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. I, I think what I think. Hopefully what what happens is that there's enough room on HBO Max for all of these worlds to live together. And that's what we can really hope for. And we can hope that they leave alone like the HBO docs that does crazy great stuff. And they leave alone some of the more um, creative and diverse stuff that they do. They, They might not do as much, but they still do it, you know. But yeah, the Game of Thrones trivia show hosted by a guy who was in one episode in the background, it's coming. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really. I mean, I'm just. Part of me is worried that they're not going to give money to David Simon or to Bill Hader or th- guys that, like that. And I'm like, oh, don't stop you know doing what, that. Andy, that's what I was just going to say is one of the things that HBO has done is, yeah, they have a stable, right? You think of like Milch. You think yeah. of uh, Alan Ball. You think of people who have created great, many great shows for HBO. People and the, and the people you've mentioned, and many more that they've worked with, and and also in front of the camera, right? If it's like it's an Issa Rae, you know what I'm saying? If if it's a mm-hmm. hater, you know, I think that in that hasn't really that hasn't always paid off. You know, they, I mean, they're paying their, I, one thing I was surprised at that they, they did just greenlit season two of Tokyo vice, the Michael Mann show. Oh, really? That I was okay. kind of surprised, but I think the reason why they greenlit it is that's a co-production with like two other. Um, I think there's, I think there's a British company. So it's being, it's already sold internationally. Yep. So it's a lot more cost effective for them. Exactly. So they're not footing the bill. I don't know what that might have to do with why raised by wolves was canceled too. If it had, if it had maybe the co-producer wasn't willing to give in more money when HBO didn't want to, or something, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, but in order for that stuff to even start, like you said, you have to have someone at the head of it 
who has a mind like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not all doom and gloom. HBO is still awesome. And there's a lot of, and Hey, then we were just talking about Apple TV. They fucking surprised me. The yep. level of quality on Apple TV, even though there's not a lot of stuff on there. And like, if I think about it right now, when's the last time I, uh, I watched, uh, what shining girls is on Apple TV. Right. But most people, I couldn't even yep. remember that was on Apple TV. <laughs> yep. I was like, well, isn't that on Amazon? Perry's like, no, it's Apple. I was like, oh, okay. Well, and they still don't really promote their stuff that yeah, much. I mean, nope. Ted, Ted Lasso obviously became a, a phenomenon. So that kind of did its own publicity just on the memes and everything else, but like foundation, how much did you see that? As much as they spent on it, they didn't really publicize that. They didn't publicize a lot. Severance got some, but not that one, but the shows are all great. So, yeah, you just hope I, my hope is that Apple can keep maintaining that as though it's their own. They want everything to be their own universe, right? Mm -hmm. So from what I understand about their TV stuff is, they don't give a shit if they feel like people are watching it and it's pleasing their particular audience of people, right. Who's yep. going to buy their iPhone or be excited about the next iteration of iOS or something, then they'll keep doing it. Or if they feel they're getting some Emmys or some attention, they have yep. the money to burn, but how long does that last? You know, I mean, you see Netflix is already going to hike prices, add ads. You see what happened yeah. with the Wall Street stuff. But, the, I mean, you know, yeah, we've talked well, about it before. Netflix went billions of dollars into debt. And then they get involved. Once you get involved in that up and down Wall Street thing, you're, mm -hmm. you're a slave to that money. And really... It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no correlation between the quality of programming on Netflix and their stock price. Nope. It's uh, just about subscribers. Yep. And you think, and, and it's not, and even that is unrealistic too, because it's like, there, it's never enough. You'd think that once you became as popular as Netflix, they'd say, okay, you know what? we're not going to have 50 billion subscribers. We're only going to have 750 million. Isn't that enough? But it's never <laughs> enough because in Walt, they no. need to wake up and make more money. Yep. You know, yep. it's, it's, it's sad. Cause you look at, if I say Netflix is, Hey man, I complain about them, but then all of a sudden they drop something and it's stranger things. And I'm watching that. Like it's freaking air. I'm breathing, you know? <laughs> yep. Same. It happens. All right. Let's let's talk a little bit about. I want to talk about this show because I have some conflicting feelings about it, and I'm very interested in your opinions on this show, Ando. Which is Amazon Prime's The Boys, season three, another superhero show, but this is the dirty one. <laughs> well, Peacemaker is a dirty one. I was going to say this is the really dirty one. <laughs> this is the really dirty one. So we're going to have some mild kind of spoilers. We kind of have to talk about characters and stuff, but we're not going to try to over spoil it. And it's only the first three episodes that they dropped. And then I think they're going to go week to week for the rest of them. What was your opinion on these three episodes? The boy. Oh boy. I, I conflicted is the right way to put this. Cause there's times where 
the show, I, I don't want to say repulsed is not quite the right word, but there's times where I'm like, uh, this is a little too much, a little too, like, makes me feel icky, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. And then there's scenes or moments that are so fantastic and so great that I can't, it's another show I can't stop watching, but there's a lot, there's a lot of people I can't recommend. I know tons of people that are into superhero movies and they, they'll ask me, hey, should I watch The Boys? I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think you're going to like it. I don't think you're going to, I mean, and some of the themes I really like and, but I don't, I just, I don't know. I love, I love almost all the performances. I think Carl Urban is fantastic. Obviously he's always good. Yeah. And I think Homelander is, might be going down as an iconic TV villain. I yes. think. So, I mean, it's sorry. My dog's barking. If you can, that's that, okay. I wish I had, I wish I so. still had my doggies to bark. That's yeah. They uh, they're they're fun to have sometimes. <laughs> times you, like this is not so fun. But do you want to go check on the dog? No, I'm pretty okay. sure it's just UPS or something. Okay. He'll be okay. So I mean that without getting too spoilery. I mean there's a few there's a few scenes that I would I mean and you know when I re- went back and rewatched the last episode of season two, I remembered what I loved about it and what I I don't. It's not like I, I hate it or don't like it, but just it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. So I guess maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, but what do you think about the story? What do you think about where the story is headed this season? And you know what? I'll, I'll talk a little bit. Cause I think your dog's barking. Yeah. You, you want to go check on the doggy? You know what? Yep. I'll check on him. Just okay. a second. Right yeah. I feel like it was distracting you a little. And in the meantime, while Andy's gone, I'm just going to keep on talking because I want to talk a little bit about. No, I won't. I'm going to add this part out. I just want to make sure it sounded like he was distracted. Be Let's see. Okay, I'm back. It was just UPS. Okay, cool. I just, I didn't, it didn't bother me. I just felt like it was distracting you. So I wanted to give it time. So you okay. Okay. get your thought. I know how it is for me too. I, I try to keep going, but then it's like, that's really kind of annoying me now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I totally get it. All right. Let me just put this down. So I'll edit, I'll edit this in and you could just, you could just start back in with what you think about the boys. Cause I think, yeah, it was a little distracting. Let's see where we at 20 at 30. Okay. Whenever you want. Okay. So, I mean, the boys is, like I say, I am really enjoying it. I, the story where it's going, I'm not entirely sure yet. I mean, I have a few ideas, but I, that might get kind of into a spoiler territory. I think that I don't know if, I, if people haven't watched this yet because I know there's well, so much. Let's of talk other about stuff, a but... little. Okay, spoiler alert: We're going to talk about the first three episodes because I do want to talk about it. I think okay. so, enough people have watched, it, and if you haven't watched it yet, it's still good to watch it. You know, but what do you what do you think? Where do you think we're going? Ready? One, two, three. Spoilers begin. Well, I mean, obviously they're trying to find a way to kill Homelander, and I think we're going to find out. Like the, the the last episode where where were they at Honduras or somewhere somewhere in Central America, the flashback wasn't that yes, the last one? Yeah. And I, are we gonna is I I think we're gonna find out another superhero we already know is gonna be the one that can kill Homelander or that they think can, and I think it's gonna be Black Noir, I think. 
Oh, interesting. Now I'm so glad we talked spoilers because now you're making me more interested in the show. I had not even considered that. That whole thing kind of threw me because I felt like they were just setting up. It was like a backdoor pilot for like the boys prequel or something that I think they're going to (laughs) do. I never thought about that. You know what? That, That probably makes more sense. Yeah, it was distracted me a little bit, but you're right. They show Black Noir's face. Yeah, for the first time, I had not considered that. Good and job, like we, Andy. We haven't seen him in the current timeline yet because they say he got too injured or something. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember exactly where he is, but we haven't seen him in the in the current timeline. I don't think, or the present day. And like they they keep making such a big deal of it. That's that's kind of what my thinking is, but. There might be some, and a side note on that Honduras thing, the guy that they got to play young Giancarlo Esposito was awesome. Yes, he was really good. And while I was watching Breaking Bad, (laughs) I had the most ridiculous thought in my mind, which is like, they should have gotten that guy to play him so he could be older and better call Saul. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that doesn't make any sense. He was younger (sighs) and better call Saul. I I got so confused. It does get confusing the way they just cast everyone in better in uh, better call Saul and they're just way older, but it's supposed to be before, but they don't give a shit. They don't even try to put makeup on him and stuff. I kind of yeah, like, I, it. I, I like it that way too. Yeah, I'd ra- almost like rather that, that happen. Yeah. And we all, everybody knows that they're older. So what, what's exactly. the hell's the point? Yeah. But that, that is a great thought. Okay. Interesting. I'm glad we're talking, talking deep about it. Cause I think I needed to, to get a little bit more interested in this show. And I'll tell you why I think this show is punctuated by some of the most interesting, challenging, disgusting, crazy, violent scenes that really try not to glorify violence, but in a sense, give you that feeling that you're talking about of like, this is terrible. You know, like the boys for all the, uh, bravado and machismo that surrounds people who like this show. And it does. There's a lot of dudes online going like, that's sick, man. You know, yeah. like there's so much blood, dude. It's so metal. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, Ozzy bit well, the, the head off a bat, you know, the show that the, the <laughs> I shouldn't even say the show that there's a movie that it actually reminds me of a lot that has nothing to do with all with superhero reaction. And that, Similar reaction in me is the Wolf of Wall Street, where yes. the stuff is so yeah. over the top and yeah. so just makes you feel gross. But at the same time, you're like, this is some amazing filmmaking. Yeah. And there's also has that same group of people like there's people that worship Leo from that movie and think yes. he's the best guy in the world. And it's like, what 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 are you people are psychos? Yeah. And the yeah. same thing with this. There's people that are like Homelander is the coolest and this is a, he's a badass and all this. And it's like, oh, it's so I don't know. It's that kind of a thing. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I I think it is exactly yes. It is like having um, uh, Al Pacino, you know, say hello to uh, my little friend, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, on your wall in college, and not realizing that that's a horrible murderer. Uh-huh. You know yeah. what I mean? It, and that I think that I like the way the boys plays with that, and it knows that, and it's and and it's come. It's not coming from that way at all. It's really coming from the opposite way, which is look how depraved this is. This mm-hmm. is not something to be celebrated. Um, but it does also at certain times 
take a joy and, and a darkness in its comedy and the exploding inside the penis and that all that shit that yeah. started off the season was yep. brilliant. And the brilliant part of it was how upset the guy was. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, his react yeah, termites reaction. Yes. It was yep. not. He didn't think it was funny. He was horrified, right? Yep. Like he and and it was terror and that's that there's so much of that in this show. And I love it. But then sometimes it's just boring as hell. Like I really do not I have so little interest in some of the B plots that I think eventually will come around to be a part of the larger plot, you know? Um, but there's just certain characters that, what do you think? What do you think about Huey? Uh, that's part of it is I'm not that interested in Huey. I'm I, not either. I'm not, I'm, I'm like, I'm not compelled by him. And, and, um, I love, Billy, the butcher. I, I mean, I, yeah. Carl Urban, anytime he's on the screen. But yeah, I find, um, uh, what's her name? Stargirl or what's her Starlight. Name? Starlight and Huey to be kind of like, I kind of want them to die at this point. Like, I don't give yep, a shit about them. I'm kind of that same way. You know? I just, Huey just bores the living shit out of me. Yeah. And I like <laughs> Frenchie and, and, uh, Kamiko. But yep. I find their kind of story, especially in the last episode, to be, I'm just kind of like, didn't we do this already? Like, some of it just feels a little retread, and the finding out that they're the woman who's like their friend was one time. It just, I just have to say that certain times I like the show, but certain times I feel like it. it's so, it's a little... It's playing on a cliche that it becomes a cliche. Yep. And like the mask becomes the face. And I think that I worry that this shows that I don't know how much longer I'm going to be really even interested in it. Um, because I am interested in, 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 in them killing fucking uh, Mr. Prick. I forget all these weird, I forget all the superhero names. (laughs) Homelander? Homelander. I am interested in them killing Homelander because fuck that dude. Well, I mean, yo, he's just, the guy who plays an amazing villain. He is so good in this as a bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) The, the, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I I do remember one thing about the last two seasons, though, is I I remember having the same feeling early on in both of those seasons. Yep. So I'm willing to... I, I I love the first two seasons enough that I'm like, I'm, I'm going to stick this out, even though I'm, I'm still enjoying this, but it's not at the same time. It's also giving me vibes of, I mean, in no way like story or tone or anything. It's giving me the same kind of vibes. I was starting to get around this t- time of the run in the walking dead where I was like, I don't know how much longer this can maintain at a level I'm going to love. The, Andy, that is a great comparison because it's like, the concept is so attractive, but it's just like a diamond that keeps on throwing light in your eye. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. you can move it aside now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a bit too much and it, it, it does become a bit repetitive, you know, like we are literally ending get like taking out Homelander and, and the, 
the kind of precipice of him realizing he could just kill every motherfucker, but wanting the love and attention. Yeah. We've kind of been there since season one. So you keep on coming back to this, like it's something new when it's not. So if this season doesn't end with some of these people actually dying, then I don't know how much more I have invested in this show. I have to be honest, but I'm willing, like you said, I am willing. It has proven to me in the past that it can do it. I'm willing to do it again, but I'm saying, do I really, why does the show keep on making me feel that way? Is it a part of the show or is it just that they know how to start it off really well, but their second act is usually kind of boring. And I mean, what I guess what I, what I kind of, as far as the story goes, what I actually hope happens or what I think would be cool, because I've also thought since ever since the sun was introduced, I've always kind of thought, well, the sun obviously is going to be the one that takes him down eventually. I mean, my, my hope is that at the end of this season, Homelander just goes nuts, wipes everybody out. And then at the start of next season, it's, it's like, takes like a 10 year time jump or something. And Homelander has just been ruling like a crazy man for 10 years while his son's in hiding. And then his son comes back to fight him or something. If they have to go down that road of the sun, I mean, I don't, that seems that that's too predictable for this show, but they've also kind of hinted at that. I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm still in on the show, but I've just, there's little things that are starting to concern me just a little bit. I love what you said because it takes it to a place where this show that is so supposedly so brave and so daring and so, uh, you know, genre bending and different refuses to go, which is to change the fucking story, Mm -hmm. right? Like to actually take a jump with the narrative, right? Yep. Um, to kill Homelander. So the big, ba- so you have to come up with something new to it, There is, there was one thing that made me very happy about in the early episodes, which was, um, when Giancarlo Esposito's character said to the president or the guy who's running for president, we want to get out of this superhero business. Yep. This isn't good for us. The, the actual, um, the actual pinnacle of compound, what is it? Compound V. Yep. V. Okay. I get mixed up. Cause then I think I'm talking about true blood. Um, <laughs> the compound V is temporary, not permanent because yeah. the permanence gives us these egocentric godlike creatures that no one can deal with. Yep. So that was a, that was the wrong way to go. And which is cool too, because it's also like anti-Nazi and you know what I mean? Which they dealt with on the show, which I thought was really cool. Um, Some of their social stuff is great, but that made me happy for the story because they really have been telling the same. I mean, in the first season, they built this up like, oh my God, what happens if everyone finds out about Voight and they find out about Compound V? Oh my God. And then everyone found out and it was like, no big deal. You know what I mean? Everything, everything that they build up becomes a kind of, and I hate to say it, but almost a Trumpian, the bad news is good because we got press for it. Yeah. And that gets boring after a while because it takes away the stakes. There's no stakes. It's just like in this season when Starlight is like, we're going to release that seven minute videotape of you 
you know, wanting to let that plane crash. And he's like, release it. I don't give yep. a fuck. Oh, okay. So that then erased basically like eight episodes of them holding that over his head, going back to last season. Yeah. You know, so it kind of makes you question whether any of the stakes are ever really real. Yep. And when you do that, you risk a walking dead situation where you're like, you don't care that that person that you just learned about their backstory died. Cause you knew they were going to die. Cause you just got their backstory. Yep. You know, yeah, so exactly right. It's, it, it is a little frustrating. Um, I just think that they need to transfer the daring that they have in scenes and in concept to the overall to the story. Yeah. Of this story and really take a chance. Do what you said, Andy kill off half the fucking cast. I mean, honestly, do we really need Frenchie and Camille? We don't really need them. They could die and I'm not going to care. Huey can die. And I know he's supposed to be the star, but I really wouldn't care if he died. No, I wouldn't either. You know, the only guy I really keep on wanting to follow is Billy. And I, and I, sometimes I'm annoyed that we don't get enough time with him on the show. Yep. Ooh, I got really, I got into this after you started. (laughs) (laughs) Because I really do like it. That's my problem. Like I'm, I'm passionate because I think it's great in so many ways, except for the overall arc of the show. It, it just, it kind of fails you each and every time. And it's a little annoying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's just, there's just a few little, I'm still enjoying it, but there's still, there's a few little, a few things in the back of my head that I'm like, Hmm, I'm not sure about how this is. Yeah. So yes, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, like, I'm still going to stick it out. We'll see Definitely. how it goes. Definitely. Oh, I'm definitely going to stick it out. And if someone were to ask me, hey, should I start? Should I watch the boys? I would say, hell yeah, you should watch it. I think it's really good, but I don't think it's great. That's where I'm going to have to like, I have to actually say, like, if I were to say, if I actually were to say Stranger Things versus the boys, I would say Stranger Things by a mile. I, I think I would do. Because the overall plot, the way it honors the characters, I think that it's I think that it's it's got a it's got a trajectory where the boys is a little too chaotic, I, I feel, you know, and yeah, just get us get us on to Billy because that's the I just want to hear him say cunt again. That's all I want to hear. Oops, he is so I'm going to get in trouble now. <laughs> that was my that was my Irish grandmother's favorite word. She used to say, "Billy, you fucking cunt." She used to well, say see, that to me all the as time. As long as you say it with the accent, you're okay. Yeah, that's true. I can't do. I, I can't even try to do my grandmother's accent. She grew up <laughs> speaking Gaelic. She could speak it fluently. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move it on. Ando, do you have anything further you wanted to say about the boys? Nope. I think okay. we've. I think we've said all we can. I mean, we, we've also only seen three episodes. So true. I'm in. I'm definitely in. I yep. just, I want, I, 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 it's like a, it's like a young kid you meet and you're like, I want more for you, kid. Believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about a person who I, who at least seven times in the past month, people have told me that I look like them or I should cosplay as Obi-Wan Kenobi baby. <laughs> I don't think I'm as attractive as you and McGregor, but I do have the same kind of salty, sandy, redheaded look 
as he does. And you're younger than Ewan McGregor too, I think. So that's you got that going for you. I am younger than him, and I'm probably about a foot and a half taller than that little motherfucker. <laughs> um, what do you think of Obi Wan? Do you want me to start, or you want to start? Why don't you start on this one? Okay. I'm having a lot of fun watching this. I don't know necessarily that it needs to exist. Um, I we're we'll, we'll I mean, there's not a huge amount of spoilers. Everybody, I think, knows by now. There's just one ma- like one major spoiler about the show, but I think it's pretty much been around the internet. If you don't want to hear, you can go ahead, but it's not really going to ruin anything for you. Which is that. In many respects, this should be called Little Leia instead yep. of Obi-Wan because it's really more about Little Leia and him kind of rescuing her in an adventure they had. Um, and that's cool. And now I know that they're going to have a Leia TV show, of course, and then they're going to, you know, she's going to be a Jedi at some point. And I'm all good with that. I have no problem with any of that. But... um. I don't know that this is as compelling to me as I hoped it would be. Well, I'm, I don't know. Cause I, it's a show that I don't have a lot to say about. I, I really like it. I'm enjoying it a lot. I think it's, I mean, I've seen people saying that this is terrible and this is all, and it's ruining everything. And I'm oh, like, I don't feel that way. I don't either. But uh, cause I'm like, you saw the prequels, right? I mean, <laughs> I was just going to say that Andy. <laughs> this is, how could you say anything's ruining it when you saw the prequels already i mean there's been a lot of not good star wars content over the years and why anytime and i mean people said the same thing about the last jedi or some of the sequels too i'm like no there's plenty of stuff that's not good in star wars so what's the i mean i think the best reason to watch i mean you i think you and mcgregor is fantastic in it he's wonderful I, i i am loving him I mean, it's it's not also not really a spoiler because it's in all the ads. Uh, the Darth Vader stuff so far we've seen, I have really Fun. thought, yep. yeah. I mean, and I, honestly, I'm surprised some of it actually is on Disney Plus. I mean, Me too. this is a a minor spoiler. He, he snaps a guy's neck. Yeah, and I'm like, this is Disney Plus and Star Wars. I mean, that's for no reason too, just because he's walking down the street. Yep. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I don't like you. Goodbye. And you, you like you even. I think you even hear the sound of the neck snap. Yes. Yeah. And I'm and like, then you Whoa. see his kid run up and be yeah. over the dead body. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I. I mean, I just I've I like it. I don't like I say it's not something I'm going to say. Oh my God! Everybody needs to watch it. Right. I mean, I think yeah. the I think the uh, if you like Star Wars and don't have this thing that you you don't want to track. I mean, like if you hated Boba Fett or you hated Mandalorian or those things, you're not going to like this either. It's another kind of story, like it's kind of like Book of Boba Fett was. I, it's not something I really needed, with the exception of the last couple episodes of Book of Boba Fett. I think where they brought in other people, but it's it's good. It's not anything that's like a everybody in the world has to see it either. So, yeah. Um, that's how I feel too. Yeah. Mando season 2.5. Uh, that was book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean, the way I feel about these shows is I do in my heart. I would like it if there was like the wire in the star Wars universe You know what I mean? Like, I do actually think that the story of Star Wars is strong enough 
to hold an adult story. Um, but that's not what this is. And that's okay. And I, mean, I love it. I think it's fun. It looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, man, let me tell you something. I'm looking at this on my nice TV and it's like, wow, this looks cool. And all the the creatures and I'm glad that they got off Tatooine because it's a fucking desert, like enough of the desert, you know? Yep. <laughs> That's... Um, that, that was, might be the best thing about the show, actually. That made me very happy when yeah. when I, I kind of figured out, okay, wait, he's going to leave this planet. He's not just going to be looking through fucking binoculars at Luke for eight episodes or however many episodes <laughs> it is. I did like that that trailer kind of fooled everybody because yes. the trailer showed him looking at them like, oh, yep. God, do I really want to watch Obi-Wan <laughs> in the desert again? I know. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of Tuscan Raider battles and shit, you know, yeah. like we did that. Yeah. Um, so it's fun. It's cool. It's interesting. Um, I like that they kind of backdoored the Leia stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that that little Leia is great. I, I, I mean, people complain. Look, Star Wars, Star Wars has become like so many other fandoms of guys our age who really should be like hanging out with their kids more and less online yelling about their childhoods being ruined or yeah, you know, it's like who, if you don't like it, then don't watch it. You know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. And also this, sh- this show is made for like a family to watch together. You know, it has, um, I, I think, uh, well, and okay. the, uh, I've seen, I've seen a few people complain about the little girl and say, she's not very good. One of them is a mutual friend of ours, and on Facebook, he complained about how the girl was the worst thing since Jake Lloyd in The Phantom Menace. And I corrected him and said, you need to go back and watch The Phantom Menace and watch five minutes of Jake Lloyd, because this girl You're mean. is... It's the truth, man. No, I know, Jake. He was tired. <laughs> I just... Well, because like Luke is the age where I've just shown him some of those, so he, we just wa- I just watched Phantom Menace here within the last month. And this girl is like... Marlon Brando in his prime compared to Jake Lloyd. <laughs> so it's, I, yeah. And speak, when you were speaking about the, having more a, a wire type show or like they, there's been rumors a long time that they wanted to do some kind of underground star Wars underground yes, type thing. Yeah. An adult. Thing. And I, yep. what I think the good thing about having all these Disney plus shows is, which I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing. The bad thing is, is it's going to be st- stuff's going to start to be watered down kind of like the MCU has gotten. Cause there's just so much of it Yeah. at the same time. I think when they reach that saturation point, eventually they're going to start doing things that are going to be different. I, I agree with you, Andy. I agree with you and I'm willing to wait and I'm okay. I, I know, you know, when I two, three minutes into Obi-Wan, I was like, okay, I get it. This is going to be like the other show. That's fine. It's mm-hmm. not, you know what I'm saying? It, it isn't, it isn't, um, an HBO style star Wars. That was the, the kind of, uh, Holy grail. Remember that they were working yeah. on all these HBO and yeah, it was like, well, and then they were doing that video game, star Wars, thirteen thirteen, I think it was. And yep. they had this fantastic little preview of that and it was more adult, but it's like, that's okay with me. Yep. I'm okay with watching it with my son or yeah. or knowing that it's going to have some cutesy goofy stuff but i know that it's for kids too and yep. the boys is not what we just talked about the boys right <laughs> like it goes all out we can hold it to different standards of dramatic yeah um 
license or uh, dramatic levels or, or judgment. But I think there's too many people out there who just don't get like, did you not understand you hit the Star Wars button on Disney Plus and that was right next to all this other kid shit? Like, yep. this this is a lot for kids. And yeah. I'm okay with it. Like I said, I don't love it. I enjoy it when I know a new episode is out. I do get excited. And I'm like, this is going to be fun. And mm-hmm. I enjoy the ride. It doesn't really stimulate the intellect too much. Um, I'm not one to really. Well, in, in, speaking in that, I mean, how many things Star Wars? I'm, I love Star Wars. But how many things over the last 50 years of Star Wars have stimulated thought and i mean that's not what star wars is it never has been so it's i think there's a little bit of that a little bit more of the which the um the first season of mandalorian well, i suppose had, a little bit yeah which is and I'm, it's, you're right it's not matrix style thought you're right about that but it is a little bit like um you know, like little lessons, you know? Yeah. That well, has, yeah, that, that's, yeah, for sure. That. Yeah. That kind of almost religious mythology, right? Yeah. Um, the kind of uh, like biblical type tales and, that have a lesson know, I, at the end, you know, I guess there is quite a bit of that in the original star Wars yeah, film. Yeah. So. And, and I'm seeing a little bit less of that in, in this so far that each episode kind of tell, I kind of liked that about Mando and Mando 2.5 book of Mando Fett. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I still, there's just something about Ewan McGregor. There's something about the world that I can just let a lot of the judgments go. Yeah. And just love it and just be like, I can't wait for him to use the force. Yep. You know, I, I went to see the, the, the last kind of little like duel with Darth Vader. It was so silly. He's like running around dunes and then there, there's Darth Vader. You know what I mean? yeah. It's like, it's like, is this because Darth Vader can't run? You know, well, he just was... has to pop up because why? Cause quite honestly, it would look pretty silly to see Darth Vader running, wouldn't it? Well, and it, it, I mean, it was, it was Darth Vader as, as Jason. I mean, yes. that's kind of what it was. <laughs> that was what I kind of got. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Darth Vader is now Jason. I guess I'm okay with that. So, yeah. And Ando, you hit it right on the buzzer there, the button or whatever it's called. He was Jason. He was just kind of popping up and that's okay because you mm-hmm. know what? Darth Vader is Jason. He mm-hmm. is the nameless, like, oh, oh, I even like it better when Darth, like, I thought he talked a little bit too much Yeah. in the episode. I would have rather less talking, more yep. just standing there looking scary. Yep. You know? I, I agree. Overall, though, Obi-Wan, thumbs up or thumbs down? Oh, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up from me, too. Keep yep. on going, my brother from another mother. <laughs> and if you have not watched all the way around, all the way down, all the way up, the three series that Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor did about riding motorcycles all around the world, and oh, they're all yeah. on Apple TV right now, go watch it. It is one of my favorite docuseries. Isn't that the one where they're made. on? 
they're on motorcycles, aren't they on that? Yes, they are on motorcycles. I, I've got to watch that. I, you mentioned that a long time ago. I forgot all. I forgot that was on Apple. I need to watch that. It is absolutely awesome. Oh wait, no, it's called Long Way Up, Long Way Down, Long Way Round. Okay, I know. I know what it is. So yep. it's so yeah. good, man. The last one they do it on electric. Um, and it's just, oh, I could go back and watch, I could watch those. And the, also the theme song, I just, I hear it in my head and you see you and McGregor in that show. And I mean, he's an actor, so, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. and, and he has different, different sides to his personality or whatever, but he is just as enjoyable to hang out with in these documentaries as when he's acting in films, you know, he just tends to take roles that are that he has a kind of like heart to it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, we all remember yeah. from train spotting. We wanted him to get yeah. clean. Yep. We love, oh, I've always, I've always been a Ewan Gregor fan. Yeah. All right, man. Wow. We've been chatting for a while here, buddy. <laughs> we are ready to talk about something that I can't wait to talk about. And we're going to, let's go for some spoilers here. It's been enough time. People have seen it. We're already an hour into the show. Let's talk about Stranger Things, Vecna, baby. Um, I love this season. I also loved this season. Love, love, love. I cannot, I cannot express how much I enjoyed this season of Stranger Things. It was one of my most favorite things. And I don't know if I'm ready to say it's my favorite thing of the whole year because, but it definitely the most fun of six months at halfway through this year that I've had in watching a TV show. And even though the episodes were like an hour and 15, an hour and 30, whatever, I wanted them all to keep going. Every time every episode ended, I wanted it to go longer there. I can't even remember a moment that I was watching this season that I was bored or didn't like the storyline or I literally, I don't think I have anything negative to say. It's I'm like, I've seen people's complaints about it and I can understand their complaints, but I, I think those complaints are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like the, the, the episode length is one I've seen a lot of people complain about. Well, how many people just sit down and watch one episode of a show on Netflix? You're always watching two or three shows or more. Everybody does that. So if one episode is an hour and 15 and the next is 45 and the next is an hour 20, what does it really and most of the, with the exception of a couple episodes, they all flow into each other anyways. There's, I think I can only think of one episode maybe where like you want a breather after the end of it. And that's episode four, which I think is the finest episode they've ever done. I loved that episode called Dear Billy. Yes. Yep. And with, uh, with Max and all that, oh my God, that, that whole scene is just so amazing with Max escaping and man, that is such a great scene. I, I loved the. One of the other things I've heard some people complain about is it's too slow and it's too, the, the, there's not enough plot going on. And to me, that's the biggest strength. This, uh, I think this is the best like adaptation of Stephen King's it we have ever seen, because <laughs> if you've read the book, it, the best thing about it is all the kids hanging out and talking and the kids spending time together and you're hanging out with the kids and like just enjoying their friendship and with them talking to each other. That's what I love about this. 
I love that it's it gives them time to breathe and you spend time with these characters. I love the characters way more than all. I mean, yeah, the the villain and the the mythology stuff is cool, but I just I love the characters so much and I just love hanging out with them. And I love all the new characters in this. The new, the new actors, every, I love every one of them. The casting is so fantastic on this show. It's the I can't think of what his name is. The the dungeon master guy. What oh, what the heck is his name? The head of the Hellfire Club. He is fantastic. Just love him. He's so great. Such a great addition to the cast too. So that's my overall thoughts on Stranger Things. I agree with everything you said. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find these the, the new actors. Um. Let's see. What's this dude's name? Uh, I'm trying to look it up right now because I want to give the give him give him some credit here. Joseph Quinn as Eddie Munson. Eddie, yes. Yep, Eddie. What a fantastic seriously. And this is the thing about Stranger Things. They we we must remember that Netflix gave them a whole bunch of fucking money and said, go make whatever the fuck you want. And they made Stranger Things, right? Mm-hmm. Season two, Netflix was like, hey, we've got to we've got to really invest into this. And they started fucking with them and they made him add an extra episode, which was that dumb episode with number nine yeah. or whatever. The let's was, make a spinoff series yeah, episode. that they never made. And there was a lot. Of, there were some storylines there that were actually f- kind of forced on them in a sense. You know, they and then yep. season three, they they kind of pulled back. Again, and now for these seasons four and five that I uh, that I or not seasons four and five, but this season, which is split into two, but is really what they shot as much as almost two seasons in it. Yeah, they were again. My understanding is that Netflix was now like, no, you've proved to us you do whatever you want and kind of gave them carte blanche again. And this is the best season since. The first season, it's uh, every character they add is wonderful. They still get your little Freddy Krueger 80s um, cameo in there, right? Yep. But it's not overdone. Yep. You know, um, they. I was surprised at the thing that really surprised me the most about this show is the ways in which they pull back, the ways in which they stop themselves from not overdoing the fucking nostalgia every two seconds from yep. not casting every single former eighties actor in yep. the show. And, and they could not, have done that or, or have a needle drop on every single scene with an 80s song. Yes. We all remember there's some 80 songs, but not, and most of it, like the, the famous or the one that's gotten famous or recently, the, the Kate Bush song is more popular now than it's ever been because yeah. of this show. That's yeah. not like that was, Africa or something. Well, I mean, they did use Africa in the first season, but they've <laughs> they've dialed way back on that using yeah. the most popular songs and using a little more obscure songs from the 80s, which I also appreciate. And their touch. Yeah, their touch is so great. It's just like the never ending story thing that had yeah. not been played out. And they brought that back. That was a great mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Um, every but every person of our age knows that song. Right. Mm-hmm. Immediately. You hear it in your head, (laughs) right? Like you hear that shit. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think that their restraint is these Duffer brothers, whatever they do after this, wherever, whatever they create next, I just hope that they are again, just given 
all the money and time that they need to create because this is really wonderful. And the other thing is it has so much heart, doesn't it? Yeah. It really has so much heart. And I really love the way they pl- they blend the Vecna stuff into the, your troubled teens, the satanic yeah. panic stuff, the yeah. 80s Reagan bullshit. And you, you know, know that the satanic panic stuff too, like the D&D stuff, I don't know how I never thought they wouldn't go to that like after the first couple seasons. And the fact that they did, as soon as they started doing that in this season, I'm like, of course, why hasn't that, why hasn't that happened yet? Because I remember that being a big thing. Yeah. D&D is good. You're going to go straight to hell and all this stuff. Like Slayer, don't listen to Slayer and Dude, all that stuff. I mean. it's cra- and, and the crazy thing about it, and I think they are well aware, I think they would be well aware of this too, is that look around in our country now. This is making a comeback. Yep. This is making a comeback. People saying that, gun violence is due to weed being legalized or or yeah. people being too into marvel movies like it's just it is really like that kind of panicky stuff even if it's a gay panic a satan panic a, oh yeah. that's kind of coming back into vogue now yeah. you know so it's kind of fun that you see it on the show too and you're like this is this has got levels to it mm-hmm. they accomplish that as well making you think about the time it was made, not just mimicking, not like stupid wonder woman, 1984, which I was Uh, like, uh, is this, I'd never for one second uh, felt like it was 1984 in that dumb movie. uh, But this, I always constantly feel like I, and the, the thing, the, one of the things I love the best was at the end of the season, and we're going to talk spoilers, even though I haven't talked specific spoilers, but this is a bit of one where they all get back on their bicycles again and mm-hmm. they're on the on the upside down and the and our world, too. It's oh, just, yeah. man, that gave me the chills. I was like, this is really some beautiful stuff here, man. Yep. Loved it. Though I did the, get uh, spoiled, though, Andy. I told you about yep. that. Yep. I, I saw it. I'm the... I'm the oh, I, I can't understand people that have to do that kind of stuff. I noticed that that post actually was deleted yes. not long after that. So I think it was a mistake because it was in a group that Andy and I are on Facebook called crew stories. And I don't think the person watches the show. I think they were literally just trying to give credit to practical oh. makeup effects yeah. in spoiling who Vecna is the character that plays Vecna. Um, And let's not spoil it. Let's not for this one, just in case, because I got spoiled. I feel even I'm going to be extra cautious, but it it is, I think, like I said, I got spoiled, but I kind of knew anyway. And I also think that the show, the way they rolled that out was like, it was kind of a surprise, but it was totally natural. Well, that's, I, and like I know when I had messaged you about it, I was like, it didn't even really, I kind of, yeah, it did. It didn't really, I mean, I, I watched it before I saw any spoilers, so I didn't, but it, it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't some huge reveal. I was like, right, yeah, that's exactly. kind of, yep. that's what it should. And sometimes, like I think I was telling you, sometimes being predictable or knowing what's going to happen isn't always bad. Yes. I love being surprised, but sometimes just a story taking the turn it's supposed to take is more than satisfying. Yep. And this is, that's kind of how I felt about that. Yes. And the fact that that person 
was oh, we can I'll spoil this part. The fact that the person who turns out to be Vecna is number one was part of the experiment to me was made me very happy. And this was something that was missing for me from season three, which is that season three did not really in any way illuminate why the upside down was there what yep. Eleven's real connection to it was the experiment to begin with. And the, and an overriding question for me throughout the entire run of stranger things has always been, when did the, ex, when did the lab, when did Hawking's laboratory, right. And the doctor, yep. um, from, uh, 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 from, um, full metal jacket, yeah, Matthew Modine. Yeah, it's amazing that he went through, yeah, <laughs> through all that stuff in Full Metal Jacket. Then yeah. he went to Hawking's and became a wonderful doc. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get too bad. He couldn't get Private Pile to work there with him. Yeah, um, well, I think that would have been a diff- that might have been hard, a challenge. That's a cleanup job. Um, <laughs> that's foobar, as they say. But um, I like that they allowed. Uh, oh, what was I? What was I gonna? What was I saying? Oh man, I got this about how how we kind of found out how the upside down was created or the yes, link to it was. That was the thing is that we didn't. That's the central story for me is when did the lab go from training from in, investigating kids with powers to using those kids with powers to kill people, right? Basically remote viewing assassination, yeah. which any good Art Bell fan knows deeply about. Um, you, I'm sure you've listened to some Art Bell in your time. Have you, have you or have you not, Andy? I don't know if I have. Oh, man. You got to go back and find some of those. Man, I used to listen to that all the way back in the day. And there was another guy that preceded Art Bell that was on in New York when I was a kid and he, he was on uh, WWR and he used to talk about remote viewing and all the different CIA programs, uh, all that kind of cool stuff. So this is like got a, a cool history, but when did it transfer from that to the upside down? Right? Like yep. I never understood that. Yep. And now we know, right yep. now we know. And I think that, the fact that it is all about Eleven, and I want to ask you, do you think she created the Upside Down, or do you think that her defeating or subduing Vecna created it, or was it already there, or what do you think? What I think is it was already there, but that's what opened it up. Okay, and, do you and think much... it always existed? I think so. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure either. I, I, that's that's one thing I haven't given it that much thought yet. Because actually, to me, Eleven is like the the most boring character on the show. So I <laughs> I don't I don't think like I'm way more invested in almost every character than I am in Eleven. So I haven't really given that part of the show that much thought. If that makes sense. It does. I actually find her quite compelling. And when you see interviews with Millie Bobby Brown. She mm-hmm. is really so like has such a great personality that it you're like, wow, she really is a good actress, man. And you know what I should say? I, I, I don't find her the 
the I shouldn't say I, I always find her that way when she her stuff with Hopper I always love and that might be why this season I was just kind of like well, she's there but it wasn't really I wasn't as intrigued because I love the stuff with her and Hopper yeah. when they're together I love 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 that's some of my favorite stuff so I shouldn't say it all the time but I haven't like her the the how it all created I th- I think it was there and I think they made some kind of connection with it but I might be wrong I, I easily could be proven wrong there yeah I don't know because it also begs to question when the reveal of Vecna is made and number one is talking to 11 and says, you know, first there was me, then, a new, then, you know, we get to know number two, right? Who, yep. oh, and, and let me just say in defense of gingers and freckled people, you why you always got to make it some freaking Irish freckle looking kid. That's mean, huh? This is like, <laughs> Why? So like go, it always yeah, happens. Yeah, but is it Matt, Max is a freckly redhead, and she's one of the best characters on the show. Yeah, so. they, okay, there you go. But and you know what? Me. I should I should say her I Sadie like Sink. I think she was awesome in this. Oh, I think she was the wonderful. MVP of this season. Yeah, what a great yeah. That's the thing. The casting on this show, except for one person who I have never liked, but I sometimes I I kind of respect the commitment. But I guess the character, so I like the actor, because I think one day he's either going to play Howard Stern or um, the dude from the Ramones. But Finn Wolfhard, I all of a sudden, I also think his name is terrible. I don't know why I said all of a sudden, but I just think your your name's Finn Wolfhard. That's just a little bit too much, buddy. Like, you should have changed that. Um, But (laughs) Too, Too late now. Yeah, I know. His fins, his fins wolf hard, but Mike is kind of the character to me that I don't know. I, I, I just, I love Dustin. I love Steve yeah. Lucas. Lucas kind of had a backseat this season in a way, though he was forefront in the conflict. Um, but yeah, Max was great. Um, I do have to say, and I want to be careful uh, with saying this because I don't like to be judgmental and I'm a man talking about a woman. Right. <laughs> but it's true. I'm true. It's true. Yeah. But, yeah. but Nancy in the, the, she seems so thin. Peter said this on our Facebook page. It was like, and I looked up if there was something, I honestly was worried about her health and I looked, up. I guess I didn't know. I always thought she was pretty thin. I okay. didn't notice her being any different than before, but maybe there are, you know what? Some people are just thin and you know, I don't, she, I, I, I didn't watch rewatch all of season three, but she had a lot lesser role in season three. Yes, didn't she? That she did. You know, I don't know why I felt that way, but I was just looking at, I said, she just looks like maybe she's not in good health or something. Um, but that, Sometimes I, guess I, I always took her as a as a thin person, like a super yeah. thin person. So I can the other one. I also uh, my hawk. I also really find I really, really enjoy her. I mean, I hear her mom's voice when she talks oh. so many times, but I, I don't have a problem. I think it. I think she's great, too. Are you kidding me, dude? Let me tell you something. If <laughs> I was unmarried before, I would be like trying to get on a plane, go to Hollywood and be like, I got to marry that woman, man. <laughs> That's like my dream girl. When I was that age, that was, yep. she was like my total dream girl. <laughs> uh, and she, and all, and I, my wife and I were talking about it. 
it's like she got every positive aspect of her parents, but none of the negative ones in both looks and personality Yep, that it's like, she's gorgeous. And she also just exudes this charisma yeah. That is like kind of any, any time she's on screen, I was like, just please, can we have more of her, please, please? Yeah. I'm, I'm she's very excited amazing. to see what she does after the show is over. Yeah. Oh, but I was going to say the thing with Nancy, it reminds me of the dude from Dexter. Remember how like in season three, he lost all this weight and he like just looked came on. He looked, just looked totally different. Well, didn't he have cancer or something though? No, I don't think he did. Oh, I think this I look I've looked it up and I don't I don't think there ever was anything public about it, you Hmm. know, and hey, that's totally cool too. people stars. They're just like us. They're allowed to have their own lives. I am not a person who thinks she needs to tell me why she looks thin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I'm just I just wanted to ask you if you noticed it. You didn't. So it's not a thing that everybody noticed. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't. Did not notice it at all. I mean, I, I might not be I might be wrong on that. I guess I just didn't notice it. So no. I, I, right now I've got the cast list up, and I just now I, after you said it, I can't stop thinking of Finn Wolfhard playing Howard Stern in twenty years. So, <laughs> dude, he's got to. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. He's got to. I respect the kid because he acts crazy on this show, right? Like mm-hmm. the character of Mike does make mistakes or get really jealous or he is in a way like kind of the most dramatic of all the kids. Yep. And I like the way they kind of lean into it. They just, I don't know, man, they did a great job of spreading it out. One question for you. What did you think of the Hopper storyline? Um, and the whole storyline with Winona Ryder and what's his name, who also has come on Brett Gelman, oh, who was in like yep. a million things before, but this is like now his starring. His star <laughs> yeah, turn. I know. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I guess that would be, if there was anything I would cut down a little bit, it would probably be some oh, of wait. that. Hey Andy. Oh my God. It's yeah. two o'clock. I got to go pick up my kid. He's probably waiting at the school for me. Okay. Go Holy shit. I'll pause the recording. I'll be right back. All right, so I made it back from picking up my kid, everyone. Um, not going to really be able to edit around that one. Oh, shit, I forgot my kid. <laughs> he was fine. I wasn't as late as I thought. Thankfully, if it was it was kind of a late day. Sometimes they're late getting him out, but it's just up the street anyway. I can, I can verify that he was okay. He hopped on and talked yes. to me for a few seconds. So yes. Lachlan is okay. <laughs> as, he, as I was closing the door telling him I got to finish the pod, pal, he said, You know what Andy said? Andy said that the pod we did is in high demand. (laughs) It's in high demand, Dad. It is. It's in high demand, son. Yes, it is. We love that. Um, Yeah, we'll do another pod. And I appreciate everyone. I got a lot of uh, feedback of people complimenting Lachlan. And I just always am worried that I'm going to be too stern when I'm on the pod with him. But next time I'll have more fun. No, you were okay. There was a few times where you, you you definitely were teaching him what to do, but I didn't think it was yeah. – you didn't come off as an asshole or something. So well, I appreciate it because there, <laughs> there is a day that preceded that recording, and that day was not exactly the easiest day. Uh, let's that's, just put it that way. That's all you got to say. Anybody yeah. that has a kid completely understands that. Yep, that podcast was more of like a, maybe this will be a way for him to finally calm the fuck down today. <laughs> 
we sit down and do a podcast. So <laughs> that's patience was not exactly high then. But um, all right, let's get back into some stranger danger things, man. Um, speaking of Lachlan, he became a huge fan. And I'll give a shout out to this podcast. It's called Stranger Danger, a Stranger Things podcast. And the guy does something really interesting, which kind of is uh, reflective in a way or unreflective of what we do. We've gotten away from doing like super in-depth recaps of an episode Mm -hmm. and more so to just talking about the show and the high points and stuff. Yep. And he does like a super detailed story like recap of the entire episode. So he doesn't just say, okay, then we get a scene where, um, you know, Steve and Dustin are together, but he'll be like this. He'll be like, the moon is shining. He like describes what's happening on the screen, you know? Really? It's like they meet. Dustin seems scared. But then they talk a little about and like his voice modulates and he like acts it out. And so it's more like an audio. Uh, what do they call those? Not an audio book, but like a uh, like an audio drama. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. A yeah. drama. It's like he, he dramatized. It's almost he does like an old time radio serial describing the audio show. dramatization. Yeah. Yep. And I and I was like I was listening to it. I'm like this is really interesting. He does he does stop to analyze here and there. Um but generally the bulk of it is like describing what happens. So Lachlan loves it. He listens to it before he goes to sleep at night. What did you say the name of it was again? Stranger Danger, a Stranger Things podcast. Oh, there it is. Because there's another one called Stranger Danger yes. that's like a true crime thing. So I see. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Kudos to that guy. I invited him to come on the show and talk a little bit because I wanted to talk about his process as well as Stranger Things. Yeah, um, cool. What, what else did you, I talked? I was I was so excited about Stranger Things. I forgot about my the love for my own son. So <laughs> what do you have to say, Andy? Did you have anything else you want to say? I mean, I think we pretty much, I mean, without going into a massive break, uh, breakdown of episodes, I mean, we pretty much did a pretty, I think a pretty good overview of it. I mean, I'm excited for, I'm, I actually liked, I know some people are complaining too, that they broke it up. I actually like that they broke this up a little bit. I thought that the, where they stopped was a perfect time to stop. And I like the like month and a half, two month cliffhanger. I think I could, I think I could get used to that. I like that setup. I think. It gives us some time to digest the first set of episodes before the big finale of the season. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't have any problems with it because I love this story. And in the end, isn't that really what happens, Andy, right? Like they split this up and we analyze it and we say, Hey, I kind of liked the way. And then sometimes like in better call Saul, it wasn't even on purpose. Right. Yeah. Like they well, literally were up against the wall with as far as time and trying to fit into this window that AMC wanted, you know. And well, the other thing with this, too, is it's been out now, what, a week and a half, two weeks. We maybe wouldn't be talking about it if the whole season was done. We know there's more to come like very shortly. So it, it like just exp- it, it lets it breathe and just gives it more time to talk about it. That is a great point. It's all look, man. We know what's going to happen in 10 years. 
your cable is going to be a bunch of streaming channels, right? And it's, everything's going to be week to week. And what still, what is the king of everything? And I try on the Facebook page. I always try to mention on the pod, the number one TV show in, in America, NFL football, baby, by far live events, live sports, this yeah, is like where, the top 25 shows every yeah. year are all football games. Exactly. Monday Night Football is the number one show, even though the games have sucked. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Sunday Night Football, It's Thursday is going to be everything. Well, even when uh, – who, who, I think it was Bubba that posted that thing a while, a week or so ago about the most watched TV shows. And if you look way down, like even in the 50s and 60s, the Manning cast, which is an offshoot of Monday Night Football, was higher than most cable shows like the secondary broadcast of the same game. So, I mean, yeah. Right. Anything, On yeah. ESPN two. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which I was like, what the fuck? Uh, what is ESPN two? ESPN. Do they still have the ESPN classic ESPN two ESPN, the Ocho. What the hell was all that shit? I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. sorry. I cut you off there. No, no. I, I think you were, it's the same point. You know, it's, it's uh everything's old is new again and the live sports is I can't wait to see when, who's going to get the NFL Sunday ticket because there's no way DirecTV is going to be able to outbid Amazon or Apple TV. Yeah. And what they're going to do with it um I mean I've talked a little bit about my love for Formula 1 and what you, what I can do on the Formula 1 channel I can get multiple um commentaries I can get stats. I can get trackers. I can switch. I was going to say, didn't you say you can switch from car to car to get different views and stuff? Any camera. I can switch to any car's camera. And each car has like three cameras on it, including sometimes the driver is wearing a camera on his helmet. So Mm -hmm. you're actually inside the car seeing what they see inside the car while yeah. they're racing now they'll get to a certain point where you can switch the cameras inside the car but for now they just give you one feed but you can switch to any car you can rewind it the nfl's got to go in that direction that's going to be awesome but yeah it, it all it all it all comes around back to the same thing uh, yep. and well, that's I'll have our cable packages, but yep. it'll, yeah, it'll just be streamers instead. And that's why my son is listening to 1920s style dramatization podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like it all comes back around, man. Yep. Um, the one thing I want to say about Stranger Things is just to end it is this. Um, I'm a mythology person. I love when a show invests in a larger mythology um, mm-hmm. And and it gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. How, what do you? Th- which way do you think Stranger Things is going to go? Because there is a potential here. There was one line, and it was in that conversation when one says to Eleven, "You know, I was the first one they noticed, and then they noticed this person." Are we, is there an overarching mythology of an X-Men type awakening happening where is, like you said, did, did L throw one into the upside down that was already there and creeping in to the, the world? 
or did the upside down create these kids so they could have the power to open it up? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I like the second thing you're saying. I think they could definitely go that way. That's my question. They've the the couple I haven't read a lot, but one of the things that I read about the, the Duffer brothers were saying something to the effect of when they end, I think they're ending it after season five. And they basically said in those, I mean, I can't remember the exact terminology, but that this would be the end of 11 story, but not necessarily the end of Stranger Things. So they're obviously got more plans to do some Good. spinoffs or something, but not necessarily with her. So, I mean, I, and one of the, I love mythology too. And I think like before when I said, I, I think the strongest part of this show is the kids and their relationships. I also love the mythology, but part of what I love about this is it doesn't overdo the mythology. Yes. Like some, too many shows fall into that. Like lost was really good at balancing it for, especially the early seasons where they just kind of hinted at things and you got little dribbles here and there. And we all had to figure it out, which is part of what we all loved about it. And I mean, some of the later scenes obviously were way heavier into it, but even then it was still about the character stuff. And I think that works so much. It's so hard to do a full mythology show when everything is mythology because it just gets, it gets too heavy on its, it collapses on the weight of its own self. So I, I love that's, I guess that might be my best compliment for this show is I love how it balances that mythology. And there definitely is something going on. I don't know how much of what we're going to get. I hope they don't go too much because I don't want to know everything. Cause that's like a lot of, a lot of Stephen King things fall, fall to that. I mean, this obviously King's a huge influence to this and a lot of his projects have had that same thing happen where it, it, it collapses on the weight of itself so much. Yeah. So I, I hope it, I know we're going to get more of the mythology. I just, I don't know what, I like your idea though, about the, the upside down creeping in and causing these kids to happen. And then the kids use yeah. it to open the portals. And yeah, because we still don't really even know why the Russians were investigating it, how much they learned or is yep. there a Russian 11? Is is there a French 11? Like, is this happening all over the world? Is this, it, was it that they yeah. thought that they could use the under, that they could use um, the upside down to like somehow travel in, into America? You know what I mean? Like as a different mm-hmm. way, as a tunnel. I, I just, I think there's so many different ways they can go. And I appreciate actually that they didn't really get into. I loved season three. Yep. I thought season three was great. And I said, I wish they had more mythology, but I still liked it. I think yep. they did a great job of blending it. And I have one more crazy, uh, crazy theory or interpretation of the Stephen King. It thing. Yep. Is there a chance that, this is the end of the kids and that's why these last two episodes are so long and we jump ahead to like 2020 and they're all 40 years old and we get the it old people and they've got to now defeat the bad person or the or it comes back again or something and that's what the last season is is there any chance they pull like a yellow jackets let's cast like a lot of old eighties people. <laughs> these people. I, I, I think there's a very, very, very high chance of okay. that happening. I thought so too. I, I don't, I haven't looked really like, I don't know any spoilers. Sp- Me I mean, either. I've, yeah. I've heard I'm on, I'm in a couple of Stephen King groups on Facebook and there's obviously stranger things discussions going on. And there's a lot of people saying they really think that's where it's going. Yeah. And I mean, it would make sense. And any, I mean, any, 
I'm not going to go into it here, but any huge Stephen King fan, there, there's Stephen King references littered throughout the entire series. I mean, it's, it's I, I've so actually, man. Yes. I, I would yeah. love seeing, I like one of my dream projects is always to see the Dark Tower done and done correctly. And I, the, the Duffer Brothers, I would be ecstatic if they said, "Will you guys do this?" Yeah. But, but the uh, there, there's, and I think it could work. I mean, if you cast it right, it could work. I'll tell you what I think. What uh, what um, the eyes of the dragon. I yep. think that they could do a great job of that, and um, the uh, the one he wrote. Oh, I forget the name. The talisman. The talisman. Oh yeah. Oh man, they would kill the talisman. They could really do because it got it's got that kid angle. You know what I mean? Yep. But they could it's also got the do fantasy a, thing. Yeah. yeah. But the gunslinger too. Like you could imagine them doing like a young Roland. You know what I'm saying? Well, and there's a. I mean, in the gunslinger, after the first book, one of the main characters is a kid. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think it's going to happen because I think it's going to be too expensive, and unless it's animated, I don't think that's going to happen for a while yet. But. Either way, I, th- I think the them showing up as adults or as older people, or they do something where it's not that, and they come back to this cast in 15 years. I could see that happening, too. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. All right, pal. Well, we had planned on talking a little bit about Barry in this staircase, but we've been going pretty long. I should probably <laughs> check on the damn kid over here. I just gave him a little snack and told him to go hang out. Um, and I think we actually have been going almost two hours. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long one. Well, yeah. I, I just want to say, I'll say one quick thing about both of them. Barry is still fantastic. It's the weirdest, one of the best shows on TV. The tension is only rivaled by Better Call Saul, I think, on what can be ha- generate the most tension. I love it. It's, just, it's so weird and love it. And The Staircase, I wasn't going to watch it at all. Until you raved about it on that podcast a couple of weeks ago, and you're like, "This is one of the best shows I've seen all year." So, I started watching it on what day is today? Tuesday. Yeah, I started watching it on Sunday night after Luke went to bed, and I finished it last night at two o'clock in the morning. <sighs> or not finished it, but I, I'm caught up now. Yep, it's got Lo- one more episode. I had seen the original a long time ago, but remembered nothing about it. I remembered there was something with an owl, and there was something like he maybe did or maybe didn't, <laughs> and that was really all I remembered. So like I'm like re-experiencing this whole thing again, and I'm I'm really enjoying that show as well. So it's so good, man! It's so good. I can't. I love it. And as far as Barry goes, I think this is an interesting one for me to just say. I re- I watched the first couple episodes of this season, and then I had to. I I, I actually stopped for a second because it was get it was so dark, mm-hmm. you know. And and there was some like quick violent outbursts that were happening, and yeah. I was just like, I don't know, I'm not having so much fun. But then I remembered it's a great show, and I and you talked about. It, I said I'm gonna go back, and then I watched all the rest of the episodes. I think I watched like three in a row or something. How many have been there been so far this season? Uh, seven. The season finale for Barry is also this weekend. Okay, so I'm one behind. So I watched like five or four or whatever I did in yeah. a row, and uh, love the show. Still not quite sure. I still kind of feel like a little meandering. Last, oh, it, it yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, sure. last season w- there was a trajectory to it, and you kind of sh- saw where it was going. And even when it went off track and had weird episodes, it, yep. it it kind of had to do with the character and the world. But I feel like Barry himself is in flux, real flux this season, 
And that central question of can he kind of redeem himself or be good is almost has been lost or maybe ignored or maybe moved past. And I'm still kind of finding my way to the, to the heart of this show, to what it maybe even what it's saying at this point. Um, but I'm still enjoying it and the acting and everything. And it's surprising and weird. Um, but- I really have a, I really have a feeling that I know you haven't watched the the, late, the latest episode that's aired, but I, I have a feeling they could, they might do something super crazy and kill off Barry in the final episode of the season. I, they, I w- that sounds about right to me. It's, Andy. it's also, well, see the crazy thing is it's already been announced for next season. And supposedly Hader is directing every episode next season. He's directed about half of the season this season, and his direction is awesome. I can't wait to also kind of like Maya Hawk, I can't wait to see what he's done after this. But the where they have things, I could see something crazy like them killing off Barry and the last season not have Barry in it. Yeah. That would be I could see them doing that, man. I could definitely, definitely see them doing that. They've created a, a world there, and he definitely is at the center of it. But, yeah, man, well, and this season also is focused. It's also focused more on uh, Stephen Root's character and Henry Winkler's character, yeah. and and I will say there was one really hilarious joke that I did like the whole thing about the streaming service and the show, and then she's <laughs> this is amazing. I'm the most famous person in the world, and by midnight, like it's not even on the homepage anymore. I'm like, that is so perfect. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, anyways, if anybody has watched the first two seasons of Barry, you're gonna still like the third season. It's more of the same, and it's even weirder. I think so. Yes. I just, I'm interested to see where it goes. That mm-hmm. make that, you know what, Andy, that idea of, of him not making it to next season makes me like the show more and makes me want to go now and watch and get caught up for that last episode even more, because I kind of would be happy if that happened. And I kind of think that he's awful. And well, and, he is, and yeah. I think Hater's the kind of—I mean, Hater's ballsy enough to do something like yep. that. I think yeah. and it would be, and it would almost be a good way of saying too, like all the, because in a, a lot of ways too, he's such a fan of film and TV himself. Yep, that it is a commentary on that, and especially this season. So, and like I keep on saying, it's the same thing. I'm watching Breaking Bad. It's like. Look, I rewatched The Sopranos. I do not like Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano was a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Okay? Walter White is a horrible person. I don't mm-hmm. need to think that these guys are heroes for me to like the show. You know, yep. when I watch The Shield, I know that Vic is terrible. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I do not yep. have any delusion that he's my hero or he's a tough guy or he's doing what he needs to do. No, he's an asshole. So I think Barry is an asshole. Yep. And he's I do, cut from the same cloth as yeah, those guys for sure. The dude is irredeemable, yep. you know, and I think that that's okay. There are irredeemable people in this world. That's the way the mm-hmm. world goes. You know, I don't need to fall in love with these um uh, what, what, uh, these, uh, fatal, fl- fatally flawed men that so yeah. many of our shows are about, you know? Yep. I'm, o- I'm okay with, uh, why don't you fall in love with some nice guys like me and Andy, right? Andy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's a great note to end on. <laughs> we're just, not we can't top that. Enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. That's definitely true. You can watch us build Lego. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> 
And who doesn't want to do that? Exactly. That's exciting. Uh, yep. <laughs> like watching paint dry. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so. Andy, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, pal. Thanks yes, for Yes, this was on. fun. Yes, yeah. this was a lot of fun. And we do want to give um, a shout out solo we love you buddy we know you and lady solar are going through a little tough time there we want to give you our love and you're supposed yes. to be with us today and we definitely take care and we're, we're going to do this again soon anyway so yes that's right we're going to talk about shining girls we didn't talk about that today so we could talk about that with solo we'll talk about the staircase and stuff um, before Westworld gets going and before uh, we're back with Better Call Saul. But we will be back next week. You'll hear me, Andy, and Justin. We might even do it on video. Justin might cajole us to show our faces, Andy. Oh, shit. I better get my makeup ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll find a mask or something. Maybe I have something I can put on. Oh, but, that's uh, Luke's got all kinds of Iron Man. I'll, I'll just put go. one of those on. I'll all be right. good. I'll do. I think. Oh, you know what? That would be funny. We should do that. We should plan this now and do that for the show. And you wear <laughs> Iron Man, and I'll I'll see if I think Lachlan has some, maybe like a Ninjago character or something. I don't know. Perfect. There you go. Lego. See. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. DVRpodcast.com. Send us an email at DVRpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week on this feed and the Westworld Theorycast feed talking about season four of Westworld. That's going to be exciting. And I mean, it's what is it? It's June 7th. Better Call Saul comes back July 11th. So we got a month until then, but we'll have a lot of shows before then as well. So thanks for listening, everyone. Andy, thanks for coming on again. Peace out, everybody.